Welcome to Give Me The Loop Podcast, the most dangerous podcast in America. What's up to everybody out there? Um, Man, so this is actually me recording this. It's kind of like a part two. Um, I don't know which one I'm going to release, the part one or the part two. But it's all right. I did part one yesterday, and I felt like it was solid. I felt like it was really solid. Um, but, 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 um, I don't know, right? I got to listen back to it, um, see how it sounds. Like, I was really out of it. I think I was tired, um, because it was a part in it where I was like, you know what? I'm about to go take a walk. I never went to go take a walk. I actually went to go lay on my bed and I woke up and it was four o'clock in the morning. So... That means that I was extra tired, even though I didn't feel like I was tired at the time. Um, but yeah, man, that's what happens. That's what happened with part one. This is part two, so I don't have no song or nothing um, in front. So that would be in part one. <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, it's a new day. So it's Thursday, February 16th. Um, yeah, man. So we're just going to start from here. And since this is a new episode, we're going to talk about new topics. Um, so this week, this week, you know, I had wanted to do a music podcast. I really did. I really did. And um, I didn't do one. And the reason why I didn't do a music podcast is because, like, it was kind of like last week's conversation. So this past weekend was the Super Bowl. Um, Rihanna did perform. How did I feel about her performance? Well, I felt that Rihanna's performance was a bit bland. Um, I felt like she had good song selections. Um, she did come out with the fact that she's pregnant. So I thought that was a good PR stunt um, in a good way. And I'm not saying this to be nefarious, but in a good way, I felt like it was a great PR stunt um, because it was not on brand with her, right? I would have thought that if she would have came out saying that she was pregnant, that it would have been a bigger thing but i but what's bigger than super bowl right so i just felt like it was like on par but not on par but in her way um when she released that she was pregnant with her son she was already like seven eight months so um with this baby being just a little small bump like four months pregnant i thought that was very like interesting like how it changed and like i said people like her she's looking at the platform so she's gonna Release the news on the platform um, And that pretty much overshadowed her whole performance I thought that the choreography was just great Great choreography um, I thought that the little white sperms that was dancing around her I thought they, they were great um, uh, But it could have been more, right? I, I think we've seen, we seen The weekend run through a bunch of mazes and mirrors And flashing lights um, We saw... Dre, Snoop um, Matter of fact, I'm missing one The first one was in Miami Oh, uh, yeah, it was in Miami And it was the Latinos uh, the, It was Jennifer Lopez, Shakira And they had the beef because One felt like it should have been her whole set And the other one felt like Well, no, you're sharing it Because then you got Jay Baldwin You got Bad Bunny You had It was like a whole little latino thing and it's miami you know what i'm saying latinos are big in miami um so 
I think since Rock Nation took over, that was the first one. Then it was The Weeknd. Then last year was Dre and Snoop and Mary and Eminem, 50 Cent, and Kendrick Lamar. So um, that was a great performance. I think that was the best one. Uh, not that a lot was going on, but it was just a lot of performers. This one, it was just Rihanna. Uh, could Rihanna bring out Drake? Could have that been crazy? Could have been good? Maybe it would have been a little better. Uh, if she would have brought out Kanye, uh, obviously Kanye being banned from everywhere due to his uh, anti-Semitic tropes that he was saying out his mouth. Um, yeah, it, I don't think they would have let that fly politically. Um, and plus, Kanye is going through some things right now. So, yeah, I think it could have been more. It could have been more. Definitely Drake. I think Drake would have helped the performance because... A few of her big songs Drake is on it Or she's on a few of Drake's big songs So they could have did that um, It could have been a Drake and Rihanna thing But uh, with her being pregnant And Drake obviously being a ex-friend I think it would have been a little bit more complicated But it was a great performance uh, Patty Mahomes went out there and did God's work um, Won his second Super Bowl championship So uh, that's good for him my man hurts. I've always been a fan of him. He's a true underdog and competitor. He went out there and put on a show. A MVP performance. It doesn't get more better than that. Um, it was a great Super Bowl. The week before that, we had the Grammys. Uh, the Grammys was pretty cool. I caught some of it. Um, you know, I didn't catch the hip-hop performance. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I did. I'm an honest person and direct. I didn't catch none of that shit. I'm not going to catch it. Never going to catch it. Um, I might catch it. I might look it up on YouTube. I am an honest person. Um, so I'm not going to say never. But as of right now, I'm not interested in it. Uh, this year, as a March 9th, um, it's hip-hop's 50th anniversary. Um, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to hip-hop. Uh... If you don't know, now you know, I come from a few blocks away from where hip-hop was created. If you don't know or you haven't noticed, I do love hip-hop. I am a hip-hop head through and through. From the time I was a child, I was in love with hip-hop. When I see the movie Brown Sugar and I see how Tay Diggs... Miss Lathan talk about their love for hip hop in that movie. This is about how two friends fell in love with hip hop and then fell in love with each other. I get goosebumps down my spine, even to the point right now when I'm recapping it. It doesn't get more than a love that I have for hip hop. It's been my friend when I had no friends. It was my culture when I didn't know my culture. I love hip hop. I used to play handball on Jerome Avenue in the Bronx in the same spot 30 years prior. The DJ Cool Herc got shot at in the 70s at one of his first DJ events. For hip hop I love hip hop 
I did graffiti. I rap. I did it all because I am hip hop. But I cannot ignore the establishment within hip hop and how hip hop has sold itself for greed. I can't ignore it. I can't ignore the fact that hip hop is owned by people that don't love hip hop. I can't ignore that. Now, I understand the old heads argument when they were mad at academics for calling them dusty. I get it. I fucking get it. But it is the way it is. A lot of the forefathers did not get the opportunities the rappers get today. And we can say the same thing about sports. We can, I mean, that's the argument, right? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just posted a statement about LeBron saying that he loves what he did with the school. And if he could do the same thing, he would. Eh, that's a nice compliment, but it's, it's kind of backhand. What he's saying is that I never had the opportunities to make the money that y'all have. LeBron James is a fucking billionaire. A billionaire. Sports never had that before. Obviously, uh, Tiger Woods, he was a billionaire in 2009 before his divorce. Now he's a billionaire again 14 years later. It's interesting. Um... Hip-hop sold itself. It was a time... You know, the first person to win a Grammy for hip-hop was Will Smith. And Jazzy. Fresh Prince. That's the first people to win a Grammy. They weren't the best rappers. I mean, to say that they deserve it, I don't even think they deserved it. And now, they were nice. Will Smith, if you don't know, before he slapped... Chris Rock, I was very fond of him. Regardless of people calling him a simp and corny, I respected Will Smith. I even read his book. It was long as fuck. It's a long book. But I sat through it and I read it. The reason why is because I care about Will Smith. It's not even like I hate him right now. I'm just disappointed in him. I'm disappointed in him. I'm disappointed that I know why he did it. Will Smith's book helped me look in deep within myself and really ask myself certain questions because I felt like me and him or him and I had things in common. To be honest, me and Will, we are both entertainers. People pleasers. Now, I've been a real straightforward guy. I'll always keep it real. Don't kiss no ass. That's always been my mantra. But deep inside, I'm a people pleaser. That's what entertainers do. We're here to please people. As I got more and more out of the matrix... The less I wanted the people please. The more I realized that my own happiness is worth more than anything. But by nature, 
I want people I love to be happy the same way Will does. So reading his book gave me insight on myself and made me be honest and open about why I let people I love take advantage of me, distract me, and destroy me is because I want to please them. So it's disappointing seeing him crash out on his night when we all knew he was going to win. Because if you saw King Richard, holy shit, that's an impactful movie. I literally, I was crying. Like I was, I, I had to pause the movie several times before I stopped crying because it just kept peeling back onions on who I was as a person. Because I have, when I saw King Richard, I saw myself. That's who I, that's an older version of me. If I don't get out my way, I don't want to end up like King Richard. Because the story is pretty sad. He started living through his children. I don't want to be that person. So I want to fulfill myself and become who I'm destined to be. That's what I want to do. I don't want to become King Richard, but I definitely have that in me. I knew he was going to win and everybody knew he was going to win. But he was the first person to win the Grammy back in the 80s. And they didn't even show it on TV. This is how the Grammys treated hip hop. They didn't even show it on TV. They didn't consider it a respectable music. Now those people have went on. Some of them are still on the board. Some of them are no longer alive. So I will not hold on to the past to punish the future. Because the Grammys have inquired or incorporated what hip hop is today. It's now a respectable art form. Now people do still cringes in some parts of society because of it. Because of what surrounds the music, right? If you think about before the before the eighties, music was for older people. Like I don't know if people know this. Our entertainment system changed after a while. In the past, music was considered. I won't even say eighties. We could go probably the sixties when we start to see the change. Well. Mass marketing wise It was the 80s But definitely we Culturally Adults were performing For for teenagers And teenagers Drove The expansion Of music Whether it's Rock and roll Progressive soul Or what we call today Soul music R&B Which was soul music back then It's very confusing R&B means something R&B sounds different from soul music today But back then Soul music was considered R&B It come from the genre of R&B Rhythm and blues It's when you mix It's, it's very complicated in music theory But The moral what I'm trying to say is In the 60s Teenagers started to listen to music And 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 take a liking to music 
but adults still made music for adults. It was a it was a very adult thing. And then as time went on, people and record labels started to market music towards the youth. And then you had this thing that came from the Bronx called hip hop in 1973. And it was created. It was it, it, it just came from the youth of that time. So in their mind, they never knew that hip hop can get today. We have 50 year old rappers. I mean, Nas drop a album every year for the last five years. He's him and hip boy just been dropping fucking gems. And I tune into every single one of them. Now I'm a Nas fan, so you can't really trust me. But I'm I'm basically what I'm saying is before this generation of older rappers, when Jay drop a verse and everybody listens, you gotta think about it. Even though Rock Kim and Jay come from two different eras of hip hop, they're only three years in age apart. Jay was watching Rock Kim be famous. Like, and Rock Kim. Was already retired by the time Jay came. He was deep in a retirement. Like, so before the 2000s, people didn't think hip hop would last long. They thought this shit was just gonna fade. Like graffiti. Shouts out to all my graffiti artists, man. <laughs> Fuck. I'm I'm not sending no strays because I used to do graffiti. So I'm not sending no strays, and graffiti is still alive today. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the height. The height of graffiti is in the 80s. And and, and for a time, when the the trains went red, if you're from New York or you ever been in New York City during this time, you would know all the trains started getting paint red. Actually, correction, for for all my historical people who like the fact check, the, the trains were actually paint white. They were called the white elephants In the mid 80s You can google this They were paint white And then They didn't realize that Artists was like Oh shit This is a blank canvas Holy shit Thank you for painting the train fucking white Ed Koch And then they painted the trains red Called the red birds I got one tatted on my back They painted the red bird trains when I was growing up in New York City, I know the trains are silver now, and they just released a new uh, train. They said that's coming. When I was growing up in the 90s, the trains were red. They were red. The seats were gray. The insides were yellow. Graffiti. Somewhat in the inside back then. At that time, by the time I grew up, the, the trains on the outside wasn't Graffiti wasn't on them. But in the inside, it was still in the inside from here and there. And by the 2000s, it was all ad marketing. And the trains were silver at that point. The red birds went away. But the moral of what I'm trying to say is. They saw graffiti have an ending. At least they thought. And then people started doing it on the streets. And graffiti lived. And then it went to Oakland. 
and went to um, over overseas in Europe. And then their graffiti era started. And today in Berlin, Berlin looks like New York in the fucking 80s. And I painted there. I know it's graffiti every fucking where. Everybody does graffiti. Literally, I was done with my paint and I gave it to another guy sitting down. And I said, yo, you want paint? He was like, yeah. If I give a kid my paint today, he's going to look at me and say, what I'm going to do with this shit? Because it's not a thing that's popular right now. So they never thought that hip hop would ever be popular. But it is. And I didn't watch it because it's like, I don't need the Grammys validation to validate hip hop. I'm, I'm tired of seeing, you know, I see people show the love for hip hop. I've been watching it for years, bro. I watch it every year at the BET Awards. I watch it every year at the Hip Hop BET Awards. The love for hip hop is always shown and appreciated. I don't, I don't think the Grammys validation is where I need to see it from it. Another person validation I don't need to see is billboards. Billboards put their top 50th hip hop artists of all time. But listen, why do we validate what billboards say? That would be a perfect time to tell billboards, you don't have a voice in hip hop. I know Joe Button, that was Joe Button take on it. Um, his take was they don't know shit, so I'm not gonna comment on it. But but my my uh mindset on the billboards list is you don't have a voice. We have to control who has a voice. And I'm not saying gatekeep. But I'm saying when it comes to corporations, we must gatekeep the things, the the messaging, the impact that their lists have on hip hop. Billboards did not ever give a fuck about hip hop until recent times, until it's now the most popular music. And now they have a right to say what they want to say about it. It's bullshit. And I don't fuck with it. It is what it is, guys. I don't I don't fuck with it. Now, of course, when the source drop day shit or double XL or whoever, it's not gonna get the same attention as billboards. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's not gonna get the same attention. The source been making lists since the 90s, and no one gives a fuck. Especially in this era. In the 90s, I'm sure they did. I mean, in the 90s, Source had so much stake. I mean, unsigned hype and all of those, people were getting record deals. So it had leverage back then. But as of right now, man, nobody cares. Billboard has a name. And the way our blogs are on social media, um, the way all of that shit is on social media, um, is set up to appease or promote their shit because if they promote the billboards list then somehow the billboard will look out for them and respect the blogs as a as a uh, official publication and that's what they hope out of it there's a reason why shade room always posts kim kardashian a few years ago black women didn't give Car- kim kardashian no fucking love i'm not gonna say all black women but like i'm saying the masses they were like, that bitch trying to be us. Fuck out of here. We're not bending to her. 
Today, if you go in the comments, you see young girls saying, Kimmy, Auntie Kim. Shit like that. And it's like, since when? Since when did Kim become officially inside the system? Well, she is. If the shave room posts her, then hopefully the shave room is looking for uh, a look and for Kim to post them. To give them a bigger platform Even though they got 27 million followers On Instagram Hey man this is the way the game goes now And we have to understand that But yeah man I don't look for the billboards validation I don't look for the Grammys validation I don't look for any of these people validation Because Constantly time and time again They they always prove themselves To be biased And for the system And not for the culture And that's just how I feel about it. And you can have an argument with me. Hit me up and we can duke it out. But for the most part, that's what I feel about the list. That's what I feel about the Grammys. Um, I felt like the Grammys have never respected hip-hop. I mean, they're trying. They're putting together committees where they vote for hip-hop. But I still see them do certain things. I, like like Kendrick. Kendrick went one best album. Best rap album, excuse me. Best rap album. I don't think he won that. Do I think that the album was good? Yeah, we did a we did a whole music review. We went song by song on this platform. I I fuck with Kendrick, and I'm telling you, that was the best concert I ever been to. I don't know if I talked about it on the pod, but it was the best concert I ever been to. Sorry, Cole. Kendrick was the best concert I ever been to. Do I think that it was worth a Grammy? No, I don't. I don't think hip-hop is weird. I don't think we're there yet. I think that the album was too good, but it wasn't a Grammy. And I mean good as in it was healthy. It talked about trauma. It talked about being a black man in 2022. It talked about being in your 30s and facing life for what it is. It talked about his mother, his father, his aunts. Growing up in a community and just being observant. I mean, it was good. It was healthy. But was it it? It wasn't it. The culture didn't accept it. It came and went. I'm talking about inside the black culture, not inside the world. And obviously, it's a critical, acclaimed album. And I respect it for what it is But for where black people are today That album Didn't even scratch the surface Because We haven't had We're on our way Obviously there's a therapy movement With people like me, Charlemagne Where we're open And we're talking about The fact that sometimes we're not Emotionally or mentally right And we have to be open To working on ourselves Yo fam I feel like this If you're not working on yourself If you're not looking at yourself If you continuing to say I'm going to stay who I am And have a shitty attitude If you're not checking your attitude And I'm not saying Every day you have to be a new person That's not what I'm saying But if every five years You're not looking in the mirror About who you are Then don't Deal with people fam Because you're gonna hurt people See that's some shit That I had to learn in therapy 
You have to be willing to look yourself in the mirror, check yourself and change different variables so outcomes can be different. You have to be able to recognize the patterns of your own destruction and why you are experiencing some type of demise. See, my people not ready for that conversation yet. And they wasn't ready for this album by Kendrick. So to say that this album or rap album of the year, you have to account that the impact that it's having on people. And that album came and went. Now, obviously, that was a contract year album. So TDE did not support the album. And this is where I respect Kendrick. Because TDE didn't, re- they didn't really support it. And pretty much Kendrick left with Dave Free. To go start PG Lang So I respect it A win is a win I respect it But I really thought that Pusha Pusha for the content wise Of his album It was a little lacking Because I'm tired of the cocaine trope But the music wise It had quality It's a reason why it was Grammy nominated With only 12 songs Because it was full of quality music And we're talking about musically Not content wise But as for future, I'm thinking future is that was the Grammy of that was the rap album of the year was future. And this is objective. I don't even listen to future. And I'm objectively saying this future deserve the rap album of the year. And this is why I don't fuck with the Grammys too much because they go to the sweet spots, the safe spots. All due respect to Kendrick. But for the sake of this conversation, he is the safer option. I don't respect it Another thing I don't respect Is Louis Vuitton And the reason why I don't respect Louis Vuitton Because Louis Vuitton Named Pharrell As a As a Men's creative director Yo fam I don't respect that And the reason why I don't respect that Is because On this Podcast I play clips of Virgil Where Virgil is talk about His whole intention is so the next black kid could come up and be in fashion and work at these fashion houses and lead these fashion houses and bring new ideas to the table. Not just in streetwear, but when streetwear ends, oh, God has it ended or evolved. I'm not going to say it ended, but it definitely evolved from when Virgil was here. And he was right about that shit. I don't know whether we was holding on to it Because he was here But boy he was right about that shit He said streetwear was dead And people got mad at him But I get what he was saying now Because it ain't the same as it was Three four years ago It's a whole different fashion optics right now And he said it But his He also said That he wanted to make sure The future of minorities Especially black Was able to work at these fashion houses And not be discriminated on the hiring process So while they did hire another black man And that's cool I don't really care I think the best man I've always said that If you're not putting me in competition with the best man And you only going to the black men No I want you to have a I want you to have more, more people I want to be in competition with everybody And then if I happen to win and I'm black Then I'm the winner And I just so happen to be black at the same time That's what I want 
I don't want you to be like, man, we just only going to pick black people. And then I'm the best black person. Well, then that's not fair because then I'm not really the best option. I'm just the best of my skin color that I can't control. But that's another conversation. That's a deeper conversation. But as for Pharrell, I just felt like they were going for a celebrity. I felt that Louis Vuitton is trying to stay relevant so much that instead of picking someone like a Tremaine, even though Tremaine, shout out to Tremaine, he works for uh, Supreme right now. That's who uh, Ye was beefing with. I'm just using him as an example because he's black and he's a fashion wizard. If Tremaine was up for it, then I wouldn't be mad because it'd be like, okay, he worked. He worked his ass off for years. There's real shakers in fashion. And I don't know. I don't know them all by name, but I see them and I notice them because it's an industry that's next to the industry I'm in. All entertainment is entertainment, baby. So fashion is an entertainment. Whether you like it or not It's a part of entertainment Just like hip hop is a part of basketball It's just what it is Um, But yeah There, there are shakers out there Was homie Ryan from um, Fear of God Yo there's mad shakers out there Now Salute to Pharrell Because Pharrell been outside forever And there's no disrespect for him Or to him Pharrell been in Montclair, Billionaire Boys Club, Bavin' Apes, Louis Vuitton, Adidas with Human Race. Pharrell been doing fashion forever. So this is nothing directly towards him. I just don't like how Louis Vuitton went to the celebrity. And I'm not even trying to do Pharrell like that By calling him a celebrity But he is That's the way he is He is a person who is a celebrity He is in the light For fame Well for his talent as a producer But for fame Salute to Pharrell But nah man Nah 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 I'm gonna call it how I see it They went to a celebrity because it's safe And it could keep the hype from Virgil going on But Let's be real Virgil wasn't famous all the time That was Kanye Mans He was unknown Virgil had a master's degree Virgil was smart as fuck Or he was And then he started working with Kanye And he was Kanye's personal creative director And then him and Kanye Went to Fendi And they did the internship in Fendi and then he started working with Louis Vuitton And he got the job offered to him But before that we didn't know who the fuck Was the creative director for the men's department We never knew And then Virgil and Drake And everybody his name became a thing And then the thing Built on itself And it just so happened that his fame and Louis Vuitton Was synonymous with each other But then he got heart cancer And he died So the next person that they picked has to have the same amount of social cachet. My indictment is on Louis Vuitton. I don't give a fuck about Louis Vuitton. See, I think that they don't want to fucking put black people in that seat for real. They want to put black names who have cultural reference or cachet in that seat only.
That's the only time a black person is going to get that job is if they have enough followers and if they're famous enough. See, I have a problem when talent don't match the actual job. There's motherfuckers out here. There's a kid right now in Paris, right now in the slums, making his own clothes. Waiting for the opportunity from a fashion house like Louis Vuitton to hire him as an intern. But he don't have the fucking plug to get it because it's who you fucking know. See, I have a problem with Louis Vuitton. I have a problem with places like that, yo. I really do. You don't want to pick the black man that's actually working hard, that's actually doing the right thing, that's moving and shaking and growing his Instagram, posting reels and hashtags. You don't want to pick that guy, but you want to pick the guy that's already famous. Is that all black people are worth? Fame? See, they never want to put black people on companies as angel investors. But when a black person is famous, well, we could exchange some stock in the company if you uh, promote us. We're always the fucking promotion tool. Nah, man, my indictment is not on you, Pharrell, man. My indictment is on Louis Vuitton because they never want to pick people who are actually working hard towards that position. They always want to pick people who got the name. And you, Pharrell, you have the name, and, and, and it's sad. And that's why my that's where my indictment is on. That's that's where I feel some type of way about. Fuck Louis Vuitton. I ain't buying that shit anyway. But fuck them. And that's how I feel. Virgil wanted y'all to pick people that was out the slums. Give people opportunity. Except you gonna make Pharrell the fucking boss? You gonna make Pharrell the boss, as if Pharrell have any type of fashion house experience. He doesn't, even though Pharrell has been a partner with companies, and he did Billionaires Boy Club. Even though he did that, but for the most part, Pharrell ain't never ran no fucking fashion house, or never worked in the institution of a fashion house. He never done that. It doesn't make any sense to me outside of the fact that you're using him for his name. 